1975, where did you guys get signed? Uh, we got signed at a bowling alley in Waukesha, Wisconsin in 1975. And now we're here in a bowling alley being conducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We just found out five minutes ago backstage. I fucking can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Cheap Trick Podcast, Cheap Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Mills, and as always, I am joined by the always wonderful BJ Cram. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Some big news in the world of Cheap Trick. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> First off, Cheap Talk has its own feed now, its own its own website. Yeah, it's its own entity on iTunes. In fact, if you just search Cheap Trick on iTunes, you're going to see Cheap Talk featured pretty prominently right there. So that's pretty awesome. It's very cool. Please join us on iTunes and join us on our new page, cheaptalktrickchat.blogspot.com. Again, that address, cheaptalktrickchat.blogspot.com for all your Cheap Talk needs, right? That sounds pretty good. Okay. (laughs) We'll work it out. So that has finally happened, and we want to thank everybody for their patience and sticking with the show. It was a lot of hard work, but we're glad we were able to do it. But in other Cheap Talk news, finally something that a lot of people have been wanting, and there's two big chunks of news, and I'm going to just let them roll out here, but there's one I think that is more important than the other, but we'll get to that. Today, it was announced that Cheap Trick is going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, finally inducted. BJ, your thoughts? I think it's great. I'm really happy for the band, and obviously they really deserve this kind of recognition. Because I think, you know, really the average person doesn't doesn't know how great of a band they are, and how many, you know, they're, like they say, the comedian's comedian, they're the band's band, and that's why they're in because so many of the people voting have so much respect for them and you know they're not a as hugely famous or successful as a band like kiss so when when you know there was all the arguments about kiss getting in a lot of kiss fans were just like you know screw the rock and roll hall of fame it's a bunch of bullshit and who cares if kiss are in there or not and i kind of see that point of view but with cheap trick i think it's a very different thing where you know these are guys who everything they've accomplished they haven't quite gotten the accolades and the success they deserved and so something like this for them for those guys and what they've done I think it's it's really great it must be really gratifying for them and obviously they deserve it so much and I'm really happy for them I think it's great I definitely think it's great for the band uh, for me it doesn't really matter all that much I'm, I'm glad that all the people that work very hard uh, especially in the Cheap Trick fandom, 
to make this happen. And, and those are the people who got the petitions going, people like uh, Patricia Cineros, uh, God help me if I'm getting that name wrong, but she used to be Pat Patricia Zander, and people like Alyssa Pecorino and Bill Tollies, and just so many people, Colin Gal, who was on the show with us, and, and his band, Why, Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Those are the people that really kept this going, and the people that made t-shirts and got out the wristbands and did all the signing and petitions and things like that. That is very cool, and Cheap Trick should be very proud of their fans. As for me, I could care less if the band's in there, but if there is going to be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they deserve to be in there. As a matter of fact, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not deserve them. Fans of classic rock and roll rejoice. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced its 2016 inductees. Five artists to be added to the legendary ranks in 2016 were named on December 17th. Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, NWA, and Steve Miller will be officially added to the Hall of Fame at a ceremony on April 8th, 2016. And making the list is no easy feat. Nominees must have been in the business for at least 25 years after the release of a first album. Each year, inductees are chosen based on the votes of more than 600 musicians, historians, and other industry members. In recent years, fans have also been allowed to vote. This year's fan favorite was Chicago with more than 37 million votes. 15 artists were nominated for next year's induction, including Janet Jackson, Nine Inch Nails, and The Spinners. For Newsbeat Social, I'm Cambry Caldwell. There's a really cool website on YouTube called Vote for Cheap Trick. Vote for Cheap Trick asks Cheap Trick fans if Cheap Trick should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is from Rockford, Illinois, November 21st, 2015. Do you think the Cheap Trick should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Not a question. Of course they should be. Should have been years ago. Yeah, black and white checkerboard forever. Hands down, yes. Oh, they're amazing. I mean, is that a serious question? I'm really on the fence. I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Of course. Why aren't they? Everybody knows their music. Everybody hums and sings their music. They should have been in 10 years ago. Yes, oh, yes they should be in the Hall of Fame. And I did that without swearing. <laughs> yeah. I think the fact that they're not in it yet is the biggest faux pas that Rock Hall of Fame has ever made. Why not? It's long overdue. They are an icon for everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Hell Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. I can't even believe you're asking that question. Yes. Of course. Why not? I think the world's hardest working band should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not? I, th I thought they invented that stuff. Well, look, I think you're seeing a shift here. I do, um, too. I do, too. And I mean, they, they, they got rid of a whole bunch of the voting members. There was that announcement that they kind of purge the rules, and I think that was a lot of the old farts that think Bonnie Raitt has some kind of relevance. And so, and now as they're inducting 
Green Day 10 years before they should, now at least Green Day can vote for all the bands that they should have put in before Green Day. So it's kind of a ridiculous setup they have now, but as the, you know, next year they're going to induct Pearl Jam, you know, before they induct a bunch of bands that are just sitting there that they should have inducted decades ago. But now Pearl Jam will be able to vote for Thin Lizzy or whatever if they ever even get nominated. But at least we're seeing a shift. I mean, the fact that now they've put in a lot of the bands people have been ranting about, Rush, Kiss, Deep Purple, they're they're, they're getting around to it. I don't think they're ever going to get around to, like, the Def Leppards or the Iron Maidens, but... I don't know. I think that that will happen because now there are people like Dave Grohl and Billy Joe Armstrong and... Chad Smith and things like that. People that are, are, you know, they remember what it was like to drop the needle on that record and have someone make fun of them in the hallways of school for liking a band. You know, they're not going to let that passion slide away. They remember what it was like to wear that t-shirt and have someone make a snarky remark. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was annoyed when Billy Joe Armstrong got up there and didn't say, you know, why are we getting in already when you haven't put all these other bands in? Because that's what I would have done if I was him. Because it's kind of ridiculous that they're in such a hurry to put a band like Green Day in when they still don't have Mountain or Badfinger in. It's right. just ridiculous, really. And, and make no mistake, I, I, I like Green Day. You know, I, I have no so problem. So do I. I like Green Day, it. too. But when you see all these other great bands that have to wait uh, but then they're with the younger bands are in such a hurry to put them in as soon as possible when there's no reason that you have to put Nirvana or Green Day in this first year they become eligible you know they base Nirvana on the, the first single that they put out that was just a cover mm-hmm. well you know they could have waited till 25 years after Nevermind even but they're in such a hurry with the right. younger bands while these other bands they're just ignoring so and it would have been nice to see Billy Joe Armstrong just kind of at least address that in some way. But, you know, look at it on the other hand. We've got guys like, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Dave Grohl and Billy Joe. We, we see them with cheap trick shirts all the time. And, you know, their love of, of the band is really prominent in a lot of their interviews and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, here's some interviews that were done to try to get Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some little clips that you can find these, and we'll post these in our show notes and on our Facebook page. Here is Dave Grohl discussing why Cheap Trick should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In America's rock and roll history, how many bands of that era could be considered as heroic as Cheap Trick? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as an American institution, having not recognized Cheap Trick, is fucking bullshit. If we went out there and played Surrender, I fucking guarantee you everybody would sing along. And here's Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers talking about why Cheap Trick should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cheap Trick and Rick, the soundtrack to my youth. It's important for young people to know that, like, these guys are part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing. And I feel that Cheap Trick, you know, has not really gotten the respect that they deserve. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's bullshit. Cheap Trick needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I believe it's the right thing to do. 
rolling numbers, rock and rolling, got my Kiss record out. Great. And here's Mike McCready from Pearl Jam discussing why Cheap Trick should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was something about Cheap Trick that, that spoke to me. It was the melodies, the songs, what they look like. All of that made me want this, want to be a rock guitar player. There is respect that is due to Cheap Trick, and, and they, they probably haven't gotten as much as they should have. There are things like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They belong in the pantheon of the greatest rock bands in the history of rock and roll. They are the hardest working band in, in show business, because they'll play hard. If I ever thought I'd be holding his guitar when I was you know, 12 or 13 years old, I would have passed out. So that's really cool, and it's, it's nice that you know, those, those guys are wearing their uh, fan hearts on their sleeve, if you will. So that's, that's great to see and, and hear. Here's a message from Tom Peterson, who just posted this, and so let's check that out. I'm in Chile, Los Angeles, California. It's Thursday night. We've had a great day today. We just found out that we're going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2016. I'd like to thank my bandmates Rick, Robin, Bunny, and Dax. Couldn't have done it without you. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What do you think? It was really nice to hear from Tom, and that was a very nice message. Some Cheap Trick fans didn't understand where I was coming from yesterday when I you know, said a few things like it doesn't really matter much to me, but they're all excited. You know, they're they're going to meet one another at the induction, and it's it's great. You know, everybody wants to get together and do that sort of thing, and and I support any kind of fan movement like that. Any positive fan movement, I think, is great. But I've always come at it that the the Jan Wenner and their ilk are a bad thing. But as you say, there seems to be a shift, a changing of the guard if you will. Thank God for that. But to me, there was another bit of news that was released along with this. And to me, this is so much bigger than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announcement. And it is that Cheap Trick celebrate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction by inking a new record deal with Big Machine Records. For a long time, the band has been hinting that they've been working on a new album and doing interviews and mentioning it. Well, finally, we have an announcement of the record company that has picked them up, Big Machine Records, and the new album, we actually have a title. It's called Bang Zoom Crazy dot 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 hello. That's going to be an easy one to remember. Bang Zoom Crazy Hello. So there you go. And that's supposed to come out on Cheap Trick Day, which is April 1st, 2016. Right, BJ? Right. Yeah, this was some brilliant planning. You know, they planned to announce this. Obviously, they, the plan was if they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they would announce the new record deal on that same day because they would be getting so much press. So that was brilliant planning. And then also having the release date be Cheap Trick Day, that's great too. So a lot of thought went into this, and it's a great record label for them to be on. They're going to get, hopefully they're going to get some promotion and some push behind this. And uh, So yeah, it's, I don't think it's it's more important than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, though, because, you know, like to me, though, this is a huge thing for, the, for I kind of look at Cheap Trick as kind of the underdog in this. So this is kind of the thing where you're really rooting for the underdog somebody who really really deserves any kind of recognition in this kind of in this vein 
you know, just to sort of solidify how important they really were to, to rock and roll because they're, you know, they're kind of overlooked by, or it's not, I don't think it's really understood by a lot of people just how great they, they are and were. And so I think it's a lot different, like I said, for Cheap Trick going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think that's a completely different thing from, from like when the thing happened with Kiss. Mm-hmm. Because they're more of like the underdog and just so deserving of, of any attention and accolades, you know? Agreed. Julian Raymond returns to the production chair. He's the producer of the latest in Rockford. So it is definitely going to be a familiar working relationship for the band and Julian Raymond. So that's good news. Um, what We've you heard two for? songs so far. Yes. And while they're both good, um, neither one of them have me, you know, super excited. <laughs> I mean, they're they're good songs, but they're not they're not great. I wouldn't say, you know. If, but this is just hearing them live. I mean, I saw them do the title track. I guess I saw them do that live. But the other one, No Direction, I've just seen clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a cool song, and it'll probably be a lot better to hear it on the record than just some YouTube clip, you know? Yeah, definitely it will. And we hope to have an incredible album to discuss and enjoy and debate about and just immerse ourselves in. And and here's the band performing No Direction from Rockford, Illinois, the hometown show from November 21st, 2015. How you doing? You all right? grocery store with most of you. Oh, I like that picture. Who is it? Oh, it's me. Uh, I'm not sure if you know it, but, uh, but uh, we'd like to thank uh, everybody for uh, attempting to put us in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. stuff and uh, I think this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right here you know? I remember I was playing a magic uh, 40 plus of magic twiner uh, Waverly Beach Cinnamon Center uh, where else did we play my garage my parents garage Harlem High School Waverly Beach that's where my mom and dad met that's right So, you know, we've, uh, we just finished actually all these two albums that are coming out uh, in the, probably in this next century. Maybe this century. And, uh, and here's, uh, we're going to play a couple songs for me tonight. So if you think it's going to be real boring and awful, now's the time to get a drink, but you'll be wrong. And so here's something new.
chances are we're probably going to see a couple album from them over the next couple of years, don't you think, PJ? Yeah, that's what they, uh, I think it was Rick who was saying that they've already pretty much have another album in the can, so they're going to try to get that out within the next year after, after um, this one, which would be really smart, considering the label that they're on and just the notoriety that they're going to have at this point in time with everything that's happening, so it would be really smart to try to take advantage of all of this and uh, and see if they can you know uh revitalize their career again it could be they've definitely got a lot of a lot of things on their side right now uh-huh. very good position to be in considering the rock and roll hall of fame and this record label they're working with and everything and a lot of good momentum and as rick yeah. put it in an interview that he did yesterday as only rick would he said if you go alphabetically we're number one so thank you very much (laughs) so that whenever a news uh station or a a newspaper article will come out cheap trick will be the first band that they're going to talk about every time and it is weird that's that's the picture you're seeing whenever you see a picture about this story is a picture cheap trick so that's that's great exposure for the band rick also said that his wife was out quote buying a dress buying a black something so uh, he was uh, he, he he said about his outfit he said i think what i wear on stage is my kind of tux i'll stick to that so <laughs> typical rick some people were speculating whether Robin would wear his Dream Police outfit since that seems to be his go-to outfit as of late. And of course, of course everyone started speculating about re- whether Bunny Carlos is going to be there, which I think obviously he will. I don't think there's that much ill ill will between these guys. I think I think it's for sure obviously he's going to be up there on stage with them when they're inducted and I think he'll play with them too. And Rick kind of alluded to having two drummers which might just be what they do. Yeah. But I would put money on it. I think it's 100% certain that Bunny Carlos is obviously going to be there at the podium with them, and I would say 99% that he's going to play, you know, when they do Surrender (laughs) and Dream Police. When asked about Bun playing with the the guys, uh, Rick said, if he's there, great. Bun E is definitely a big part of our history for sure. Dax is going to be there, but if, but if Bunny's there, great. Nielsen adds that Cheap Trick was actually signed to Epic Records on a night that the band was using two drummers after Carlos broke one of his arms in a fall. Nielsen is also looking forward to meeting NWA at the ceremony and has an ulterior motive for that. Quote, It would be nice to have a 2016 version of Cheap Trick slash NWA like Aerosmith did with Run DMC. I've got to put my thinking cap on for about that if nothing else maybe i'll get some dr dre headphones or something so (laughs) rick is what what would the song be with nwa i fucking want you to fucking want me fuck (laughs) that would be the nwa spin on it straight out of rockford a crazy (laughs) name rick nielsen robin zander he did an interview with jay cridden it, it says in the article that Robin Zander awoke Thursday to a call from his teary wife, Pam, his phone already beginning to overflow with messages and emails. His band, Cheap Trick, had just been elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Quote, she called me in tears and I thought, oh my God. 
Xander said by phone from Los Angeles, sounding a bit like he might be tearing up himself, quote, I'm kind of verklempt. I'm kind of choked up, to be honest. And it's weird because we've seen the band in interview over the last few years uh, saying it would be no big deal. It, it really means nothing. But I honestly think that Cheap Trick kind of thought that they were never going to get in at some point because they used to do these interviews where they would talk about how it didn't really matter all that much but as I was getting ready for work today I put the Pandora radio on and I actually have a cheap trick station that I created there and you know the first song they played was Dream Police and then Chuck Berry started playing and then shortly after that the Beatles were playing and you know then Elvis and then a you know uh, another cheap trick song and as I was listening to that and thinking, well, this doesn't necessarily seem to fit at times, but this is what this means to the band. They're going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're going to be part of something that Elvis is part of and something that the Beatles are part of and, you know, the Who and, and on and on and on. And these are the guys that formed their musical uh, taste and you know they they these were the people that made them want to pick up a guitar in the first place or sing or play drums you know so i that's definitely what it means to them and uh so i definitely support that but yeah i don't think i ever thought they would get in and i think this is really, really the only reason they're getting in is because they have so much respect from the changing of the guard yeah from these the band members and the rock journalists and the music critics and whoever votes Mm -hmm. have so much respect for Cheap Trick. So, I mean, what better reason could you have to get this kind of accolades? I mean, we all know that isn't why Kiss were put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? right? Well, Cheap Trick is going to be more appreciated by the, the changed guard, if you will, like you mentioned, as opposed to the Kiss scenario where it seemed like it was a begrudgingly done thing. They did not want Kiss in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, there are fact, plenty of plenty of Kiss fans now voting, but yeah, you know they're wrong to not respect Kiss. But I, you know, you definitely had the feeling, yeah, that Kiss was more of a begrudging thing, whereas Cheap Trick is kind of the opposite. Yeah. Cheap Trick is kind of a surprise that they were put in, and it's based solely on their credibility, you know, and the excellence of their catalog. That's and just how creative and talented and cool what a great band they are that's the only reason they they were put in you know which you know what better reason so agreed
So it's exciting times for Cheap Trick fans and I hope everybody's enjoying this and uh, all the news that is to come. It's finally good to be back here on Cheap Talk, right BJ? It seemed like uh, those couple months when we were trying to set everything up, it seemed like <laughs> it took forever. And it did. iTunes was being particularly a pain in the neck. I don't know why. Uh, it, I think it was actually easier to get Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than it was to get Cheap Talk its own iTunes feed. But uh, hey, it's done now. Life is good. And elephants everywhere, watch out. <laughs> seen these new releases that are coming out there's one uh, cheap trick raising hell in the 70s two classic radio broadcast it is a four disc set and cd1 is the full wyxc broadcast from rockford armory in rockford illinois from 1977 uh, there's uh, another show from 1979 this same label if you will is and the label is called FM Concert Broadcast LTD it seems like a lot of their stuff is found on Amazon UK so have you heard any of these BJ or have you checked any of them out no i haven't seen those i might have those same shows i have a lot of bootlegs that were from radio broadcasts yeah so and then there's another one, Cheap Trick, Turn on the Radio, the 1980s, two classic radio broadcasts, and it's got a show from 1982, Wisconsin, and a show from Milwaukee, July 1st, 1987. So they're, they're very interesting, and uh, they're really nicely packaged. There's also another one called Auld Lang Syne, which is mm -hmm. a show from 1979, if I remember correctly. It's definitely interesting to try and check them out. While we don't support bootlegging in any way here at Cheap Talk, 
it is interesting to find these on Amazon UK or even Amazon uh, US because I've seen a few of them on there as well the neat thing about the Amazon UK is uh, they, they seem to be very cheap and uh, but they are incredibly well packaged and really nicely done so you should check them out have you seen what uh, epic has been doing with the cheap trick catalog BJ yeah yeah there's that epic archives thing which seems like they just repackaged the bonus tracks for the most part well um, there are some different mixes of things in there as well and for 999 yeah. you get a good selection of tunes I haven't totally uh, went through them all yet but to me it, it seems like a pretty good deal for 999 so something to maybe check out if you are so inclined uh, let me see you get 16 tracks and like you said that there's something like there's the Saturday at midnight super new dance remix I don't yeah, know nobody what needs the... that <laughs> <laughs> dancing the night away the short version house is rocking with domestic problems live at the LA forum I would uh, like to get a look at their new record deal with Big Machine and see if there's a compilation or something in there, you know, found some more parts or something similar. Maybe that's part of the deal. Maybe they're going to raid the archives for something like that. That would be cool. Finally, though, on the Epic Archive Volume 3, 1984 to 1992, Up the Creek with the acapella intro is released. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good that that's on iTunes now and everything. Yeah. That song. So finally, you can get it that way, if nothing else. Support what because you love. For some reason, they left that one out of the box. That I know in an interview in The Onion years ago, Rick Nielsen said <laughs> that was his least favorite Cheap Trick song ever. Yeah. Up the Creek. So I guess that's why <laughs> it was left out the box set. I love that song. I don't know why they'd leave it off anything, but that's me. So it's it's one of those cool soundtrack songs that you know it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be world-changing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just supposed to be a fun song, so yeah, it's cool. Everyone do yourself a favor. Get get all the cool Cheap Trick movie songs and, and make a, uh, a uh, compilation called Cheap Trick at the Movies. It's, it's really cool. You get a picture of somebody with a, some 3D glasses, you know, looking at the screen. It's a pretty, pretty neat compilation. Make, make, make your own and post the results. We'd like to see what you come up with. And, you know, as as much as Rick might not be proud of Up the Creek, I mean, come on, Rick, you know, there's a song called Man You Lip You Later that you, that you wrote, so... Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that was just off the top of his head. They put him on the spot. Yeah, probably. There has to be some sort of legality or something. There's got to be some reason that they don't really dig that song so much. Yeah, maybe they got ripped off. Ah, who knows. I know that Rick has also said that the movie wasn't that good. Anyway. <laughs> so, while we were gone, I guested on a show called The Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. F-U-K-K, that's right, Dr. Fuck, and Ian Wadley, and we discussed the All Shook Up album. We're going to make that part of the Cheap Talk feed it'll actually be an actual episode of the cheap talk show and bj you did something called the cheap trick primer correct for the rock and or roll podcast that you created correct 
Yeah, I just did an episode where I went through the all the studio albums. And yeah, I took more of an approach of maybe for someone who wasn't incredibly familiar with Cheap Trick and just went through each album and I think played my favorite song basically from each record and talked about each record. So so we will make those Cheap Talk episodes and you know what better time for someone to maybe listen to a primer about Cheap Trick than now because there are a lot of people that uh, messaged me yesterday. It, you know, it would seem like people that I've been friends with for a long time on Facebook all of a sudden are like so tell me about this band Cheap Trick and they wanted to know which albums to to go out and buy and so it's definitely going to do some sort of tick as far as uh, bringing people to the the Cheap Trick tent if you will so should we talk about what we've got in the pipe as far as future shows sure I mean um, special what else do we have besides special one well, we've got the special one roundtable that we did with Michael Butler. Uh, it's always great to have Michael Butler on the show. And I also have something with Matt Cassane where we talk about the famous Chicago Fest show back when Pete Comita played with the band. We kind of talk about that day and play some really cool music and memories from the time. So We also have on our table, we've got what, The Doctor? We've got Rockford, and we've got the latest. So there's Busted, there's that. We need yep. to do a look at the Budokan two-disc set, I think. And while we're at it, we should also discuss the Budokan box set that came out. Kind of a look back at that stuff. So as we await the new album, there's still plenty to talk about in Cheap Trick world, right, PJ? Yeah, yeah. The box set, too, Sucks America, Cheap Trick. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a good one. And, you know, you talk about the changing of the guard when you read the liner notes from Sex America, Cheap Trick, and there's people like Billy Corrigan and Kurt Cobain and so on and so forth. There's a lot of people that mention Cheap Trick as a huge influence, so I, we are seeing the fruits of that now with Cheap Trick finally getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you want a Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, enjoy it, support it, be glad if you didn't really care but you still love cheap trick keep cheap tricking that's the important thing is the music and the fun and we want to see that keep going on as long as we can and it's going to be exciting to see the band perform at the rock and roll hall of fame great news in cheap trick world we've got the new album and cheap trick is in the rock and roll hall of fame let the partying begin sound good bj yeah, wh <laughs> when was there a bigger day uh for cheap trick than the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announcement and the new album announcement on the same day, <laughs> so yeah, it's been I a agree. long time since uh, there's been this much going on for the band. Uh -huh. So yeah, all Cheap Trick fans should should definitely be rejoicing right now. I mean, this is a huge time for them, a big revitalization, and uh, it's very exciting. I'm very happy for them. We love this band, and we know that you love this band. Please tell somebody about Cheap Talk today. And if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps the show. It lets people know that we are out there doing what we do. And we thank you for all of your support. We also ask that you check out BJ Cramp's other podcast, The Rock and or Roll Podcast. BJ, do you want to tell people what it's about in case they've never heard it before? It's just about anything related to rock and roll, which is, for some reason, is not what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about. 
because I don't know how NWA relates to rock and roll, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's just me. No, uh, it's 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 not just you. But this is the kind of deep thinking analytical rock talk that you get on rock and or roll. The the podcast <laughs> for the for 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 people that actually love music. And you can find the Rock and or Roll podcast at rockandorroll.blogspot.com or find them on iTunes. And of course, I have the podcast that PJ is uh, one of our hosts on that show as well. And we also have our Monkeys podcast, Zilch, which PJ has nothing to do with, but uh, <laughs> not in a mean way. He just, he just, he's just not part of it. You like the monkeys, right, PJ? I like the monkeys fine, but yeah, I wouldn't have much to say on a podcast about them. They're, I don't know, they might be like my 3,000th favorite band. Blasphemy. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get, we're going to change that. We're going to change that. So, we look forward to what you have to say about all of our pontificating. We'd like to thank everybody for listening and being part of things. And of course, as a couple of people said that yesterday on Facebook, that we were the reason, Cheap Talk was the reason that Cheap Trick finally got in. That was the push. That was the thing that <laughs> sent it right over the edge. I think the reason they finally got in is because they were nominated. <laughs> there's that, too. This is too. the first time they were even nominated. So. There's, yes, there's definitely that, too. So get a hold of us on Facebook, rate us on iTunes. And you can even email us now at cheaptalktrickchat, one word, cheaptalktrickchat, at gmail.com. So there you go. You can send BJ uh, naughty pictures of elephants or anything you want. Just send them right to BJ. And uh, <laughs> let us know what you want to hear on the show. And, of course, find all of our shows on cheaptalktrickchat.blogspot.com. We will see you on the next exciting episode of Cheap Talk. Keep cheap tricking. We'll see you, BJ. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome, sir. And thank you. What, no welcome back? <laughs> you heartless bastard. <laughs>
that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. No, I have I have some good points. You I do? did a little research here. And, uh, are they on the top of your head? Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I'm loud as you are. I'm loud enough, I guess. Do I sound okay? Yeah. I have a few notes. Yeah, actually, hey, wait a minute. I have a few notes. You sound way better than you've been sounding. I have a few notes. What Did you, you get a new mic or something? No. I have a few notes. Huh. I have a few notes. But the chicks dig me nonetheless. And welcome to your cheap trick. <laughs> you know, I think the, the biggest problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is this cultural diversity thing they have going on. Like this year they nominate Los Lobos. I mean, what the hell are they doing over there? I'm waiting it's for the It's so first... transparent what they're... I mean, Los Lobos? Right. Are they serious? It's craziness over there. I mean... <laughs> I'm waiting for the first all Amish band to be nominated. You know? But, you know, everyone says, is NWA rock and roll? And no, they're not. I mean, what is rock and roll? That's what they need to figure out is either change the name to the Cultural Significance Hall of Fame or, you know, focus on rock and roll because, you know, they left out the cars and yes this year uh, because they have to make room for NWA. It's just because, you know, I was thinking about it, how especially with the you know, with hip hop. So I started thinking, so if they put all these hip hop groups in, what about like jazz or country? And so I looked and for for example, with jazz, Miles Davis and Louis Armstrong are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Charlie Parker and John Coltrane are not. Yeah, it's so, kind of one of those pick-and-choose things. But would it's they ever bizarre. leave out the John Coltrane of hip-hop? No, they're going to put every hip-hop thing in. <laughs> and, but then this was even more mind-blowing when I looked at country. Hank Williams and Johnny Cash are in, but Willie Nelson is not, Okay. Yeah, that's so, kind of bizarre. Who's the Willie Nelson of hip hop? Because they're fucking in, right? Right. So, but so, I don't. They can't figure out. But you know, Willie Nelson, of course. There's no cultural diversity there, so. So they're focused on their, their. They have this focus. I mean, this is why they dominated Los Lobos. There's no other reason. It was completely senseless. So. They just need to figure out what rock and roll is and focus on that. Somewhere or out change there, the name. somewhere out there, the biggest Los Lobos fan is typing on his keyboard the angriest letter that's ever been sent to us. The only thing Los Lobos ever, the only significant thing with Los Lobos was a note perfect cover version of a song. That's it. <laughs> that's all they ever. What did they ever? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Los, nominating Los Lobos was based solely upon cultural diversity, the end. And and I think pretty much the same goes for NWA. I mean, NWA had two albums, and 
you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website says the main thing they're looking for is musical excellence. Well, <laughs> you know, there is there's no musical excellence within a hundred miles of NWA. I mean, give me a break. That there's not, as far as I can tell, there's not one second of music on either NWA album that was actually created by any member of NWA or anyone else involved. They didn't create a single note or beat that wasn't just from some other record. And it's just a patchwork of other records. And, you know, basically it was just an excuse to have something to talk over. So musical excellence, I don't think anyone could logically apply that to NWA. Cultural significance, maybe. But certainly not musical excellence, so... On the other hand, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would not include something like the Monkees. Even, I mean, how can you not like The Last Train to Clarksville? What a great song. Yeah, of course the Monkees should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a, would the Monkees of hip-hop be left out? <laughs> We're going to you know, the, the, I mean, there. Hold on, hold on, I have to take this. Remember where we were? The Okay. Hello? Yes. All right. I'm going to restart that again. On the other hand, you take something like the monkeys that will probably never get in there. I mean, how can you begrudge a song like Last Train to Clarksville? And there's so much good music and so many great performers. And the people that played, you know, the the, the wrecking crew that, that, that played on the monkeys albums also played on, you know, the Beach Boys and so many other people's albums and those are those bands are all in the rock and roll hall of fame but you know the monkeys aren't looked at as a legitimate musical act even though they sold millions of albums and it it just it's it's ridiculous and nwa are a legitimate musical act i mean that's the crazy thing well here's the weird thing you know without going on too much of a tangent they say that the monkeys are a manufactured band weren't the sex pistols I mean, they were put together by a manager. What instrument did Sid Vicious play? <laughs> yeah, but, you know. And Sid, guess Sid what Vicious song they covered? Sid Vicious was in the, la- the very end of the band, and he wasn't on the record or anything. But, yeah. But he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> if, you listen to the, if you listen to the bootlegs of those shows with Sid Vicious, it's hilarious to listen right. to what he's doing on the bass. Right. But, but he, even that, even that. Sid Vicious did a lot more musically than anybody in NWA. Well, because they didn't even play the wrong notes on a bass. Right. They but, didn't even do that. But here's the thing: the Monkees can't get in because they're a manufactured band that didn't play on their own albums yet. Sid Vicious is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Couldn't play the bass ever. He's he's in there. He's on the album, and they covered the Monkees' "Stepping Stone." So there you go. That's there's some sort of inconsistency that I can't quite put my finger on, but I well, do give. Can you believe? Can you believe that Willie Nelson is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, and, and the only reason for that would be that he's a country artist, not a rock and roll artist. There would be no other possible reason. Right. So, in other words, so where do they draw the line? What's rock and roll then? Well, I can understand I mean, is Johnny NWA Cash more rock and roll than Willie Nelson. No, no, no. But I can understand uh, Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins definitely being in there. They're the original Nashville Cats. You know what I mean? They, they. Uh, 
I don't have any argument with Johnny Cash being up, and of course Hank Williams should be in. I mean, there's a very fine line between Hank Williams and Buddy Holly. It was pretty much the same kind of music yeah. that they were making. I mean, if but, you go from Stray Cats to you know Rockabilly, anything, it's 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 all in that genre. It's all in that same wheelhouse, if you will. But it's not only Willie Nelson. Merle Haggard's not in. Waylon Jennings is not in there. So they so, and the only reason for that would be. It's country music, not rock and roll, right? Right. So using and that so, same so argument, I can see if they're good, I can see that, but then they don't apply that same criteria to hip hop. They're they want to put every any hip hop thing in there, right? Right. So what is the motivation behind it? What is the motivation behind leaving out Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and putting in Public Enemy and N.W.A.? Do I sound okay? Yeah, I have a few notes. Yeah, actually, hey, wait a minute. I have a few notes. You sound way better than you've been sounding. I have a few notes. What Did you, you get a new mic or something? No. I have a few notes. Huh. I have a few notes. But the chicks dig me nonetheless. I have a few notes. I have a few notes. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome, sir. <laughs>